What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Sports Medicine Broadcast, a podcast to promote and improve your practice as an athletic trainer. We've got Carrie Wood, which we're going to talk about some of the awards that she's gotten and some of the honors she's gotten later, but she's talking about mental health surveys. So she started back at Redmond High School back when I first started in high school, like as a student. She was starting oh, to work as, a, as an athletic trainer there, uh, and she's been there for, you know, since then, 1994. So She's got lots of experience and lots of great things happening there at Redmond High School. She is a member of a like a, an award winner for OATS, which is the Oregon Athletic Trainers Association, and for NWATA, or I don't know, maybe I'll say NWATA, but Northwest Athletic Trainers Association out there. I've also joined by Todd Sable. He's going to be helping me out do some of the sports medicine broadcast. I'm excited to have Todd joining me, helping me out and uh, possibly, you know, running some of the shows, some of the series throughout the year. So without much further ado, this is sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash monitoring mental health because we're talking about monitoring mental health. So uh, I mentioned Carrie. She is 25 years in Oregon. So she recently finished as a NATA board of director member like I said, Nawada and Oates Hall of Famer. She is also a wife to mom, a wife to John, and a mom to Brady and Riley. She's also training for a half marathon. And so you said that's how you started listening to the, the podcast. And so one of the questions I have for you, Carrie, is when you started listening, which one did you start with? And... Oh. Did you do you pick and choose from there or do you did you go back like to the beginning or like the the first available episode like how do you how do you proceed from there listening to the the podcast I don't recall the first one <clears throat> excuse me um and I pick and choose so I scroll back through and pick the ones I want to listen to and and uh so yeah I don't remember what the first one was I've listened to a lot I kind of binged for a while there <laughs> Very cool very cool All right and one of the other things that I want to do, because it helps kind of break the ice, but it's just fun. So we were talking about the strangest food. So you're out there on the West Coast, and we went to Guam a couple summers back, and that's really close to Japan. And I've never seen this before, but we had a soft-boiled egg. Have you ever seen a soft-boiled egg out there? Yeah. yeah. So I've never heard of it. you never heard of it, Todd? <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> they actually have those in America, too. Well, I had never seen it. I've never even heard of it until we got there, because it looks like a hard-boiled egg, so I think it's like hard boiled on the outside, but not boiled on the inside. Something like that. <laughs> I can't remember exactly, but we go to like crack the thing and then just egg, like, like uncooked looking egg comes out and you're like, Oh, Oh. And so I don't know. It was just, I was not, you know, it was one of those things you're not expecting, not expecting, not expecting that. And so it was just really gross. But, um, you know, I'm from Texas and the South. So I've eaten raccoon, not raccoon, raccoon, raccoon. I've eaten rabbit and squirrel and alligator. And so, Carrie, what is your strangest food you've eaten? Well, the only one I could think of uh, is NATA New Orleans. The first time we went to New Orleans and uh, we had fried alligator there. Uh, I don't remember it being very strange. It just tasted like all other fried foods. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was fun. It was a little dive dive bar slash restaurant and they had live music and my yeah. husband and I walked there and, and just to have the alligator so we could tell my son we had alligator. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. And just trying it out. And so Todd, you mentioned you were over in Australia and you tried what? Yeah, uh, we were over in Australia in uh, 2012, actually for a sports medicine trip. It was pretty cool. 
Um, but I think our first night and our last night, we had uh, crocodile and kangaroo both on pizza. So they're, they're both pretty interesting. The, can- the kangaroo was, you know, kind of tasted like chicken, kind of like what we joked earlier. But the crocodile was very sour, um, pretty gamey. It, was, it wasn't, I would not recommend it. The worst food I've ever had on pizza was sardines. <clears throat> I literally, Ugh. like, I was on a cruise on my honeymoon and I spat the pizza over the side of the boat because it was, it was awful. All right, so not the way you want to start your marriage there. but It's all paid for, so that's a good job. <laughs> you got to try it all there. All right, so believe it or not, this will actually tie back into kind of what we're talking about here today when we're talking about monitoring mental health surveys or monitoring mental health using surveys. Um, and so, Carrie, you just recently presented at, do you say NWATA or NWATA? NWATA. Okay. So NWATA, you just recently presented about monitoring mental health and the surveys and the stuff that you're doing and using. So give us kind of the abstract of what you're doing and then we'll go from there. Okay. Well, um, that was a panel discussion. Um, but basically we had a backstory, I guess we had an athlete, um, uh, lose his life to suicide two years ago now. And three sport athlete, great kid. Uh, no one saw it coming. Always happy all the time. Uh, so basically, that kind of left me like, oh my gosh, we need to do something. What do we do? So uh, one of the things that that we implemented at Redmond High was the mental um, wellness surveys, and I got the idea. Uh, I mean, obviously, wellness surveys are not anything new. A lot of personal trainers use them. Um, They're out there and have been out there, so I didn't come up with any idea. I just tried to mold mine a little bit so it focused more on mental health, so in a backdoor kind of way. And so when I introduce it to the student-athletes each season, I make sure that we kind of touch on that and talk about, hey, this is your opportunity you know, to reach out if you need anything. And, and so we went from there and have run with it. I, I, um, we did it all last year and then we're starting again this year. So have about a year and a half worth of, um, I don't know, experience or information from getting those, doing those surveys. It's been, it's been really successful and popular and the coaches like it. And I think the kids appreciate it. I like it because it keeps me in better touch with our kids. How long after um, that that tragic event happened did you start to implement this uh, mental health survey? About a year. A year. Um, okay. Yeah, the first thing we did, and I, I I forgot to tell you about this, Jeremy, but we did a, a professional video called "Your Life Matters" on YouTube, and I I'm hoping you can put the link up to that. Um, that was amazing. We basically we wanted to focus on what kids face on a day-to-day basis that you don't that you're not aware of so it shows our kids in the hallways doing just day-to-day stuff and then a bubble appears over their head that says my dad just got arrested last night but he's happy and smiling and no one knows that that happened type thing and and it it turned out to be a really powerful video and um on facebook alone it's has like 3.5 million views we were blown away by the popularity of it um but we're now that was on my personal facebook page so <laughs> we're now trying to uh push people to the youtube link and um but yeah so that would be awesome to put that up it's called your life matters on youtube 
um, uh, very powerful. And uh, Hunter is our kiddo's name that that died, and his parents um, paid for that, funded that, and helped along the way. So that was that was pretty cool. So that we started with that, and then, like I said, about a year later, I went to a conference, and um, a Gatorade conference, and we had uh, head coaches, head football coaches, and basketball coaches, and I think baseball. Anyway, head coaches from all over the United States. Um, and so I was able to visit with a real successful football coach and he talked about wellness surveys um, that they were doing. And I thought, hmm, how, could I manipulate this a little bit? And so that's where I kind of started doing that and approached my AD with it and um, <clears throat> built one, sent it out to the coaches and said, what do you think? And of course we had some you know, concerns with the coaches uh, we can talk that, about that a little bit more when we talk about questions and stuff, but it, overall it's been successful. All right, so you mentioned when you introduce it to the kids. So what does that look like? Is there a meeting? Can I talk about the process? We'll, we'll talk through the survey later, but let's just start like at the very beginning, maybe at the beginning of the year, um, and then talk about the process, and then we'll talk about the questions and the survey and the results and all that stuff. Yeah, thanks for asking that. I'm a logistics person. So whenever people have good ideas, I'm like, how can I fit that in? Because how how really can we do this? Because you know how busy we are as high school athletic trainers. So um, I I do it. I started differently, but now I found the best way to do it is when I pull the kids in by team to do um, impact testing and sway testing. So basically, I bring the kids in and we we first we talk about we get them signed up on our sportswear, injury software, we get them. Um, and then we talk about the wellness survey and I get them signed up for that. Um, I also have a presentation that I, I am not doing this year because I did it last year. And so I think I'll do it every other year, but basically it's a super basic presentation that, that I go through with the kids and we talk about wellness, not, not mental wellness quite yet, but we talk about um, why, how can, how can eating right, sleeping, drinking enough fluids, um, and managing your stress make you a better athlete? And that's really what sold it to the kids and um, and some of the coaches as well. So, you know, if we, we focus on, hey, we want you to be the best athlete you can be. We want you to win. And so these are the things you really need to focus on. Did you really know that if you you know, lack of sleep can cause injuries. And, and so we go through slides and, and that's just great information for a high school athlete anyway, to learn about that stuff. So we kind of touch on that. And then, and then I talk about stress. I talk about, you know, you have stress at home, you have stress at school and, and here's some ways to manage those, you know, um, and then we go into, so here's this wellness survey. I'm going to send this to you once a week. And this will help. It serves two purposes. One, it serves you. It helps remind you that you need to be eating right and drinking enough fluids and sleeping. It helps. Oh yeah, I didn't have enough water yesterday or today. I better drink more water today. Type thing. And two, it um, it just helps me keep an eye on you guys to let you you know that's your opportunity to talk to me, say anything you want, um, tell me about anything that's going on that you need to reach out if you need help with anything. Um, and that's how I kind of focus on the, the stress part and say, Hey, if there's anything that you need, this is your chance. It's confidential. It goes just to me. Um, 
So, and it helps me just keep tabs on them. So that's how I kind of approach it. And then we get them signed up. I use the remind app. So, um, basically I just take a scan. Q, what's that called? A Q, Q, P, R, Q, R, Q, V, C shopping code, something, <laughs> <laughs> Q, R code <laughs> that, uh, links to the wellness survey and remind, and then they sign up for that right there on their phones. With implementing this. And I, I know you said you do the, the basic presentation every other year. Do, have you presented this to the parents? Like, is that something they see every other year or is that just to the kids? And then also kind of like a secondary question to that. Have you had any pushback from parents about, you know, this being, you know, too invasive or, you know, that's mm -hmm. not any of our business. Like, have you had any pushback on that? Um, this might be controversial, but I, I didn't tell the parents about it. Uh, okay. Talked to my AD and I said, you know, I, I need this to be something that the kids feel like this is theirs, not their parents aren't overseeing. They need to know that they can say what they want and their parents aren't going to be monitoring it. Feel safe, yeah. Um, I do mention it in our parent meeting. You know, basically, I just say we do a wellness survey that just kind of keep the kids up. But so I do mention it, but I don't talk a whole lot about the mental health aspect of it. Um, I think it's out there because. I've done uh, presentations like this and stuff. So I, it, they know, and, and obviously our AD and our coaches know that really we're kind of focusing on mental health. But like I said, I, I didn't ask for permission from the parents. I do get, because a lot of parents monitoring their kids' phones. And so I um, absolutely get messages back from parents sometimes on Remind that said, hey, you know, I, because it's easy for them to, contact me through that, I guess, but I have had some parents contact me through their kids remind app via the wellness survey, but, um, no pushback at all, but I haven't, like I said, I haven't really put it out there and, and said a whole lot about it. All right. With, with that, um, I know on remind you can schedule texts. So is this something that like at the beginning of the year you schedule out like the whole first semester or do you just remember every Monday to send this out or, or is it like, how, how does that, again, you said logistics, how does that work most efficiently for you? Well, thank you for telling me that. I didn't know that feature was on remind. So I, I look into that. I put a reminder on my phone that just pops up every Wednesday and, and uh, I send it out. Now I, I've um, the first year I did it, I did it twice a week and I would just basically, when I thought of it, I'd send it, excuse me, send it out. Uh, this year I've gone, or like last spring too, I went to once a week. Um, I've found different times work, you know, our kids aren't allowed to have their phones in school. And so I try not to, well, sometimes I send it during school hours and they fill it out when they can. I found that Sunday evenings is the best time. Uh, I don't know if that's the best time for the, you know, maybe it starts off their week remembering and, but, you know, some people might want to do it twice a week, but I just, with the busyness and I found my responses dropped doing it twice a week. And so this went to once a week and I just kind of vary it sometimes. It, and it's funny because I, last year during wrestling season, the wrestlers laughed at me because for some reason it always, I would always send it the day of a wrestling match <laughs> i don't know why but several times i did that the wrestler's like we're always cutting weight today until we weigh in why do you always say that because i'd always get the dehydrated no i'm not drinking enough water no i'm not eating <laughs> so anyway i just vary it I, you just find what works best for your kids and go from there 
do you give them a, a deadline? Like if you send it out on a Sunday, Sunday evening, like please have your responses in by Tuesday or. No, no. I, it's just whenever they get to it, you know, okay. it's not mandatory. Some kids don't fill it out. Some sure. kids, uh, fill it out every single time, you know, those rule followers 4.0 students, they'll do it every single time. Uh, the first season I gave prizes to each team, whoever's kid filled it out the most times. I didn't tell them that I just surprised them at the end of the season and said, mm -hmm. thanks. Um, but no, no time limit, but I have, it's funny. I, I had one kid last year that filled out like three in a row, like, oh my gosh, I need to catch up. And he filled out three on the, all on the same day. And I was like, dude, you don't need to do that. That's just fill out one. If you miss it, you miss it. Just let it go. It's okay. Do it the next week, but uh, no deadline just when they have time. And when they sit down, I don't want to make it pressure. You know, I don't sure. want to make it homework for them. I just, it's just something just, Hey, I'm touching base, fill this out. Think about how you're treating your body today and, and go from there. Other than dealing with minors, I don't see anything in this that would not translate to a different athletic trainer setting. So in college, it would seem to work the same. You can use Remind, you can use Google Survey or Google Forms, just like you're you're doing. Uh, professional athletes, you could do it as well, the same. Or um, you know, it, with the performing arts, industrial, it would it would appear that this format that you're using would translate seamlessly to any other. Deal. Have you seen that so far? Um, I think that some of the different, I don't know if the Google form, that format has been used in those other settings, but I know wellness surveys are used in the collegiate setting. And um, so, like I said, it's nothing new. It's just that I made it free. You know, I, yeah. I tried to find a platform that was free and um, tried to mostly focus or not mostly, but my intent is to focus on make sure that they have an outlet for any mental health issues that they might be dealing with or stress. So that's my intent. As, as I said, it still obviously focuses on their overall wellness, um, but absolutely it can be used. But again, I'm at a secondary school. We don't have any money. So that's why I tried to find a something that would work that was free. So. All right. So this episode is sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash monitoring mental health. And I'll have links to these things that I'm about to mention. But if you want to check it out like right now, you can. So checking out uh, Carrie's form. That's what we're going to kind of talk about, what it looks like and the questions and why she chose those questions. That's sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash wellness survey sample. So again, sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash wellness survey sample. So if you want to type that in and then you can kind of see as we're about to talk about these things. And then right after that, if you already have a survey that you're using, then you can do the sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash mental health survey form. And then that way we can kind of pull resources. If there's somebody else doing something a little bit differently, then share what you're using, the link to it, or a, a sample of a link to it. Don't give us your actual one because you don't need all of us randomly putting in random data, right, to mess up your stuff. But just make a copy of it and share that with us so we can share that with everybody else as well. So again, if you're going to look at the form, it's sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash wellness survey sample. Okay, so going to the form, Let's talk just a little bit about the form, how you chose those questions, why you chose those questions, uh, and and we'll go from there. Um, pretty easy. I just wanted, you know, we just use the typical wellness nutrition uh, 
hydration, sleep, soreness, and stress. Uh, two questions on stress. How's your stress at home? And how's your stress at school and in sports? Um, so yeah, that pretty basic. It, uh, and then I guess the two, the, the one most important question that you need to make sure that helps you with the mental health aspect is the open-ended one that says, is there anything else you wanna tell me? So that's where, when I get the kids together, I say, hey, that's your opportunity. There's no, you can put whatever you want. There's no um, character limit. Just type in what you want to tell me, anything, if you need to reach out, if you just want to tell me how your day's going, if you want to tell me you have an injury, whatever you want, that's your opportunity to put anything you want. And so that's, in my opinion, the most important question is, is there anything else you want to tell me that we put at the end? Um, <clears throat> so I picked those. Halfway through the year last year, um, I had an idea from Shelly Jones over, she's a, on the secondary school's NATA Secondary Schools Committee, and and she's here in Oregon, a good friend of mine. And so she had implemented it with her kiddos as well. And she said, hey, I, I added a question that said, um, what's something positive? Tell me something positive about your day. So that I also have that that just says, um, what are you thankful for today? And I love that question. One, because I love to see what the kids write. Uh, I think it leaves them on a positive note when they finish the survey if they are putting in what they're that they're stressed or oh my gosh I haven't been eating right I need to do this and so they're feeling bad but then on the end it says hey what are you grateful for today and so that's their they get to put some they have to put it in it's mandatory um and so that and that's been fun for me to copy to coaches you know, because a lot of kids will say, I'm thankful for my team and my coaches. I'm thankful that coach so-and-so did this, you know, care, you know, and so it's really fun for me to copy and paste some of those results without the names, of course, just the, just that answer and send it out to our coaches and give them a little boost too. Because as you know, coach, coaching can be a thankless job sometimes too. And so it's nice for them to see that their kids appreciate them and things like that too. So that's been, that's been fun that question that we added there at the end. <clears throat> have, have you thought about, because I, like I said, I took it last night, so I apologize if I skewed any of your data, but- um, Fine, you'll just show up in my spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, love, I love that thankful question. I thought that was really cool kind of for the same reasons you were talking about. And then at the end, obviously the one, you know, if there's, if there's anything else you want to tell me, have you tried, have you thought about with like the nutrition or sleeping questions, having like an open-ended area there, like like for like for the wrestlers, like mm -hmm. obviously they're going to be dehydrated or haven't drank enough water or they haven't eaten a lot. Like just so like if you have like a you know I haven't eaten anything, I haven't drinking anything, I feel really tired, you know I feel kind of negative. So they can kind of like elaborate on that a little bit, or, yeah. or I mean I know, that would probably that probably give you a lot more work, I'm sure. But yeah, no, I don't think that would give a lot more work. Um, that's a great idea. I usually that comes out in the is there anything else you want to tell me question yeah. so you know that's where i get the com you know got a comment from the wrestlers last year and and things like that or hey my parents are out of town so i've been eating mcdonald's or um oh my gosh i left my water bottle at home so i haven't had any water today but the rest of the week i've been good you know that kind of stuff that usually mm -hmm. comes out in the comments but that's a good idea to make it more specific to each question just to give them a opportunity to explain themselves you know but yeah good idea 
All right, so real quick, Jamie, and then Woodall. Do you know Jamie Woodall? Yeah, absolutely. All right, I so do. she was she was watching live on Facebook, and she was giving you like a high five. So just so you know that there's people there cheering Hi, you on. Hi, Jamie. Here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about some of the responses, right? So the form is pretty simple. Again, I have the example on there, and it'll be posted in the show notes so people can be uh, see that, copy that. Um, the one that I have posted is a is a sample, so you can copy that, save it to your own, and just change it up, just change the banner up top and the destination, whatever. But what are the responses you're getting? You've given us some, some samples. Um, and then what are you doing with that data, like as a whole and individually? Um, so some, I, I guess I can give you some of the concern stories that we've gotten. Um, so, well, let's start with this. So they come in on the Google form you can choose to make a spreadsheet of the answers that goes to that. So basically how I do it when I've sent out a, a survey that day or the night before, whatever, I pull that up. I have the spreadsheet separated by sport. So I can look at the whole spreadsheet, like everybody, or I can look at by sport. So I can narrow it down. Like, you know, for example, last year we had uh, girls soccer. We're all putting in really poor results, um, not having fun right now, uh, lots of soreness, just a lot of negative from girls soccer at one point. So they were on a away trip that day. So I just, I was looking at it on my phone and I just screenshot just the answer portion with all the low scores. Um, and let me backtrack, I color code this it's easy to, it, I'm telling you, if I can figure this out, you guys can too. And I think I sent you the, the direction sheet on how to kind of manipulate your spreadsheet. And so you can color code it. So when I pull it up, just at a glance, I can see if there's reds, which are low scores, or if they're all green and um, then it's good scores. But if they're on the yellow red side, then I know it's uh, low score. So then I go right to that person and look, but so it was a lot of reds and oranges. And so I just screenshot that and sent it to our coach while she was on the bus and said, Hey, your team's kind of, you know, posting some low scores overall as a team. And, um, what I got back from her is thank you. And the next day they did a team building fun activity instead of practice. And that just, you know, things like that are useful for coaches to say, you know, cause the kids aren't going to come out and tell them, we're just sick of soccer right now. And so that data or information that I got from them, I was able to pass along to our coach and to say, hey, you might want to look into this. And she did and did a fun team building activity, let the girls vent a little bit, and they were back to normal scores. Um, I kind of lost my train of thought. Oh, some other things that responses. So what do I do with that data? So one of the things is, yes, I can report back to coaches and let them know. Again, I don't tell them on an individual basis, but I do um, kind of look at their team overall. Uh, if there is a concern, obviously that does go um, depending on the situation and what the kiddo is telling you, you have to just like, in person, if a kid comes in and tells you something, you have to decipher, does this need to go to a mental health specialist? Does this need to go, do I need to refer to an eating disorder specialist? Um, or is this something I can just talk to the coach about or a counselor at the school? You know, you just each in the, each situation is different. So you kind of have to determine what to do at that point. Um, 
one of my favorite stories that I tell is, is we had a, that when, when it worked for us, we had a kid that he turned in all zeros. And so a lot of times, but no comments. So a lot of times I'll get that a kid will put a whole bunch of low scores. So it's almost like they want to tell you that something's wrong, but they're not going to write it down for you. Does that make sense? They won't, he didn't put a comment, but he just like, Hey, I have all, all zeros. I suck today. And so I was like, Hmm, that's weird. No comment. So obviously he's reaching out, but not directly just, you know, he won't tell me what's going on. So I went in to his coach and said, Hey, you know, so-and-so gave me some really low scores today. Uh, have you seen him? Do you know, how's he doing? And he wasn't at practice. And so coach kind of looked around and went, oh, he's not even here. And so he said, he goes, I'll call him because he had a relationship with him. He said, I'll call him and ask him why he's not practicing you know, and follow up. And so sure enough, he'd had some family issues the night before and got kicked out of his house and all this. But just the fact that we were able to identify that coach reached out, had him come into practice where here's your family, you know, your wrestling family that you can rely on if something's going on at home. And just so that kid knew that he had people caring about him, you know, it, that that's one situation that I think it really worked. Um, and I always say, even I love it just because I can touch base with the kids and they, they tell me things. I know what they're happy for. I get to know the kids better, you know, individually, even if it's not face to face, I, I get to know them better and I know what they're going through, but if it only works, like a situation like that when a kid's having a real mental health crisis or a not necessarily mental health but just a crisis um if it only works once in three years i'm happy with that you know it, there's other benefits to the wellness surveys overall but if it, if it works and saves a kid from crisis then it, i'm happy with that the, the one thing i really like and it's, it's kind of like underlying but and it, a lot of the time, it's we we kind of hear about it more for negative reasons about how people you know, put put stuff on Twitter and they don't think about it because they're not talking to a real person. They're just you know just typing mm -hmm. it into a screen. But on the on the other end, in this situation, that's it can be such a positive thing because it's it's still the same concept. They don't feel like they're talking to a real person. Yeah, just typing, but that opens up such a wide you know dialogue for them and with you. You know what I'm saying? That so that that connection that you're creating with them is so cool. Yeah. So, and I'm glad you said that because we've all done the concussion testing where the kid comes in and says, oh, I'm fine. And they fill out their symptom chart in front of you and they're put, you know, all zeros. I'm fine. No symptoms. And then they go and So you put them on the impact test or whatever concussion test. And then they fill out symptoms. And you're like, wait, you just told me, you know, it's yep. funny what a kid will tell a computer, what they mm -hmm. won't say to your face. So again, and that's what's cool is that this gives us an avenue to reach out to a kid who's asking for help, but won't say it to your face. You know, they will type in poor scores or say something to you. Then I, you can go to them and say, Hey, I noticed that, you know, you wrote some low scores or this is what you said. Is everything okay? What can I help you with? You know, even if it's as easy as, um, dude, drink more water. What, what's <laughs> up with that? You know, and just kind of, so a lot of times I will reply just right on the remind app and just say, what's up with you? And, and, you know, so it, it's a way that we can go to that person because they're not willing to come straight to us, to our face. Like you said, they're, it, they'll tell it to a computer and then that gives us a way to know that something's wrong and we can go to them and kind of say, Hey, what's up? Do you need something? And open up that avenue of, of discussion. 
So, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. You kind of mentioned a couple of times, like you looked at the scores that day or, um, you know, and send them to the coach or you looked at something else and then it's you're able to communicate those. Are you looking at these results? Are you looking at that chart like every day or are you looking at it only on Monday, Wednesday, Friday? How does that work for you? I mostly look at it on the day that I send it out or right after. So if I send it on Sunday night, obviously Monday when I get to work, I'll look over it then. Uh, You can set it that every time you get a response, you get an email. And that was awesome because then I would go right when I first started because I'd go, oh, I got a response. You know, I'd get all excited and I'd go look. Well, then they start pouring in and (laughs) flooding your email box. So I stopped doing that. But um, so I just basically look at it when... When I get to work, I just, I, in fact, it's just the spreadsheet's just an open tab on my computer all the time. And so um, basically I just check it that day and then maybe, you know, a few hours or the next day just to check. But, so really it doesn't take a whole lot of time. I mean, once you get it set up, that's the hard part is getting it set up and, and getting your spreadsheet how you like it and, and, and getting the remind app and getting the kids going but once it's rolling it's super easy and very uh time efficient so and i, I might i might have missed this these but we did all, all the different calls uh last week but so when all these responses come in is it all automated into a spreadsheet on your own like you don't need to you don't kind of separate things on your own like it all automates something on its own it automates on its own but at the beginning, you you can, have to set you it can up. yeah, so you can make it way easier for you to read. You don't have to. I mean, it can just be one full spreadsheet. But yeah. um, so this is probably a good time. There's a YouTube video that I totally copied. It's a personal trainer guy who did a wellness survey. Um, and he walks through the steps on how to manipulate the spreadsheet to do different things because there's coding and all of that crap that I don't understand. And so, um, uh, Jeremy, remind me and I'll send you that link, but you can just, you can Google it on YouTube or search it on YouTube and just say, you know, Google Forms, uh, wellness surveys. I can't remember if he called it wellness survey, but um, that was very helpful because he showed computer screenshots and showed, you know, and gave the actual code. So that's where I went into and made that instruction sheet that Jeremy will post that kind of walks you through how to set up a Google form, which is super easy. And you don't need a whole lot of instruction for that. But the spreadsheet part is a little tricky because like I said, there is some coding. Um, I used my IT guy at the school a lot. He's the one that helped me learn how to separate um, by sport, have a different sport tab and and do all that. Or I assume you can go in every time you look at it and just sort it by sport or sort it, but you know, all the computer techie people will be able to figure that out really easily. But like I said, there is a, I, I did put an instruction sheet. It can be tricky, even when I still set it up. Um, if you miss one little, obviously in coding and putting in formulas and stuff, if you miss one little number, it's gonna screw you up. So um, that is the only tricky part. Yeah, this is that means up, saved by the bell. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry. Mine just went off too. Yeah, so that's one of the things like 
uh, you know, I do a budget at my house and it's like a 13 page spreadsheet where it calculates and do, you know, all this kind of stuff. Or, or like when I have this schedule for the students, when they're working, it's like conditional formatting for the coloring and, you know, this and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so that is like right up my alley. And my wife, if she's listening, she's probably laughing and saying, yes, Jeremy, you're such a nerd, <laughs> but you know what? That works. Cause, cause you need nerdy people like me to help make people who are not tech savvy, uh, yeah, you know, shout more out efficient. to Tony Fitzpatrick. My dear <laughs> friend Fitzpatrick is our color-coded spreadsheet guy always. <laughs> hey, Fitz. <laughs> there you go. So uh, we may have to come back on and do a, uh, you know, another a walkthrough and have a live question and answer session, like how do you do this or, or something like that. But like she said, once you get it set up, those formulas are there. Or if you're working in the secondary setting, check with your IT people. I do that all the time. And I'm like, all right, so I'm, I'm missing something here. What do I do? Uh, and then they can definitely help you set that up. And it, it, once you get it set, it's really cool. It's really effective. Um, and so you're, you're storing this stuff using Google forms. Now there's been questions before about if you use Google apps for education, then that stuff is on a secure server. But if you use just your own personal, um, Google drive account, then that stuff is not personal, uh, is not secure. And it's like searchable by Google. Have, hmm. has that question come up at all? I use the school account, so I, I'm not aware. I don't. I don't know about that. So you I would d- know about that, <laughs> or the IT guy. No, I use our school account. So, so I just got a text from my wife, and she said she is laughing at me because she was, <laughs> she was watching and seeing me get excited about the spreadsheet. So. All right. Um, so as far as the Google Apps for Education, that's uh, your school district would have to use that. And like I said, it, it creates those files so that it's secure, you know, because I have my nine-year-old son has a, an account on Google and I don't really want him to have a public account, but through the school district, that's secure. So just check with your school if they use Google Apps for Education or they may use Office 365. And there's a way to do it on Office 365. They have forms. It's... Uh, I don't think it's as smooth as Google Forms, not as user-friendly, but it still works. And I know Mike McKinney does something similar over at Northeastern University in Boston using uh, like Office and it puts it into Excel, which is roughly the same thing. Um, and so with you is not an issue because it's you know linked to the school district there, but it's one of those things you want to consider, but doing something is better than nothing. You're not putting, you're not putting student ID numbers, right? No. Right. And so, you know, if you have their first name and, you know, you, you have their school district email or whatever it is, because our school district, every student has emails. Um, so, you know, using that information, it may be a way, but kind of like Carrie did, talk to your IT people and talk to your, your AD and make sure that what you're doing isn't violating some sort of uh, FERPA law by doing that. Um, and again, maybe they can help you come up with a solution if you just ask them. So we've pretty much given you the form here, but just check and make sure that what you're doing is safe and secure and that that information isn't getting shared elsewhere, that kind of thing, or that you don't stay logged in on four different computers and that all your students, (laughs) students see all the answers as well. So. Yeah. And really all we put in is um, name and sport and you could switch to first name only. You could say first name only. So. If you know, if you're have, if you know your athletes, that you know you'd have to figure out who they were if you didn't know if it was only first name. But hopefully, we all could figure out who Susie is on the volleyball team. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Yeah, so- good point. I'm glad that 
you're the techie guy that can point these things out. <laughs> so obviously we know <clears throat> your inspiration, right? Losing a, an athlete that <clears throat> it just wasn't expected. It just kind of blindsided. Um, what would you say to someone that is maybe a, a solo athletic trainer at a high school, they're teaching full time and they're like, I don't, I, I can't add one more thing to my plate. What would you say to them? Uh, I can't really because I understand. I'm there too. I'm a solo athletic trainer at high school and it, it, it is um, difficult. But um, like I said, if you maybe take the summertime to set the survey up and get it ready, because like I said, once it's set up, it's it just runs. It, it It's easy. All you have to do is one text message and look at the spreadsheet. You know, that's really all you have to do. It's it's very said um, time efficient and once it's set up. So maybe that's what I did is I did it in the summer. The very first time I ran it, I set it up in the summer and our volleyball team was doing summer workouts. And so the coach said, hey, I've got the kids three days a week in the summer. I'd love to you know, have them do that over the summer. And I said, great, because I want to try it out and, you know, work out the kinks. So that's how I did it. I started with the summer league um, and worked through the kinks when I had more time. Um, but again, if if it's, there's two benefits, two huge benefits. One, we get to know our kids better on a personal level and know what they're going through and know what they're facing and, and get to know them. You know, it's so nice to get, I love getting things like, Hey, I got a PR in my race yesterday and I get to be able to say back, good for you. That's awesome. You know, that kind of stuff is awesome. Um, but again, on the negative side, if, if, if we find something that's going on in a kid's life that if it's one kid that we can save, from crisis, then it's, it's worth all the time that it took you to put it through. You know what I mean? It's just, you can't go back and fix it once something like that has happened. So if we can prevent something um, bad from happening, it's all worth it. Uh, But I understand the time constraints. I understand, like I said, I, I played with it in the summertime when we're kind of sitting in our office and started it in the summer and was ready to roll in the fall. So but I understand, but, you know, think about, you need to do what's right for you, but um, think about the benefits. All right. And again, that's why I mentioned multiple times that we have the, the sample there. You can literally click on that, click, uh, or I can share it with you. If it's on the um, view, view only one, just send me a message. I can share that with you. Then you can click save to my drive, make a copy, and then you're not even recreating anything you're just changing the banner up top and then the spreadsheet you'll have to get that uh, i'll get that from carrie i'll send that as well and then it'll have kind of her um, formulas and data and then you just have to make sure it works for you so realistically all you have to do is test it out in a small group over a non-busy season because we're going to give you the information give you the files and stuff to make it work uh, so you as the, as the listener you really got an opportunity to just take this and implement it as soon as you you possibly can to begin working it for your school your athletes and the mental health of uh, the patients that you serve hey one of the things i did this year which was different last year i did three different surveys fall winter and spring and this year um and we all have multi-sport athletes but 
so what I did, I'm I'm doing one survey and it's all collecting for the whole year. So those kids who sign up in the fall, they're still going to get, even if they're not an athlete in the winter or the spring, they're still going to get a message from me. So it it either they can ignore it or they can continue to participate even if they're not in sports. So, but that made it easier that, like I said, last year I had to do it preseason every season, but this year I was like, that's too much work. I'm just going to do it one time and we're just going to keep building on this one huge spreadsheet. So that helps save some time as well. And again, it keeps those kids connected who may not be in a sport, but they're still our athletes. So uh, that, that helps a little bit too. Going forward, because I mean, this is obviously there's a, a lot of uh, mental health professionals in the sports setting. Have you have you been able to collaborate with, uh, you know, whether it's a sports psychologist or, um, you know, a psychologist or anybody in the past or looking to do that in the future because of this this the survey with people that you've either had to refer out or you know even just you know colleagues that you know in that in that space. Yeah, we've we're we've been lucky that we have a uh, mental health specialist on our campus now. And oh, so, wow, and, and yeah, and let me mention that, make sure that your secondary schools, if you're going to set this up, make sure that you have a mental health emergency action plan set up. Um, That's a great point. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you for saying that. Cause absolutely. We need to <clears throat> make sure that you have a mental health um, emergency action plan. Um, so, you know, what you're going to do if, if there is a crisis uh, the secondary schools, NATA secondary schools. Um, website has um, some pointers on how to make one of those. Uh, I have one as well. If if Jeremy wants it, I can post mine. You're welcome. Anybody's welcome to copy it and you know change the school on the top. I don't care. I re why recreate the wheel? Um, but and they and the secondary schools committee also did a wellness survey that's a little more. Um, body awareness like like injury and and more of that but that's you know more ideas that that people can go look at that and and see what they think and maybe add some questions so they recently just added that to their website as well as a resource so that might be some more info um to follow um now i forgot your original question oh uh, just about you know collaborating oh with... collaborating yeah, yeah. yeah like i said in our it, it, We've been able to, uh, in our EAP for mental health, there's certain things that immediately require a referral to our mental health specialist. Maybe a kiddo has an anxiety attack during practice. Um, so that's an automatic referral from what I feel like. You know, if you're having a, an anxiety attack during your sport, then you need to see a mental health to make sure we can control your anxiety. Um, so things like that are in our EAP and absolutely, like I said, I'm lucky that we have somebody right on campus that I can go talk to or refer to or um, send out, but I haven't had to refer to outside of the school community yet because of that um, person resource that we have on campus, but it is a good way to set those up. I mean, absolutely, I have the names and numbers and if you set up an EAP for mental health, you'll have those two. Who's your eating disorder specialist? Mm -hmm. Who's your, you know, so uh, it's a good way to make sure you have all those things in place for sure. Cause you do need to have them in place if you're gonna 
If you're going to ask kids if there's something wrong, you better be ready to to respond to that. Yeah. (laughs) In a hurry, if if necessary. So good question. Thank you for bringing that up. Mm -hmm. Todd had a few questions about your article in the NFHS. So Todd. Oh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I think we've we've kind of touched on a couple of these uh, already, but um, I guess my my biggest one, and this is probably the one we need to kind of really touch on is, in, in one of the, in one of the uh, paragraphs in your article, you talk about you know the, the no pain no gain, you know be a man, you know don't talk about your feelings, you know blah blah blah. Um, have you seen? Well, I guess the, the the other point I had too is you're just through. I mean, some some stuff that I've done on social media and just kind of where we are, you know, in, in you know 2019, that through athletic training and you know, other 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 areas that vulnerability can be a great tool for creating a dialogue. You know what I mean? Because once you kind of open up and, you know, tell people how you feel, that person you're talking to may have, you know, may have felt that same way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can, you know, can open that dialogue. Have, have you found between, you know, more of the like ego sports, I guess, for lack of a better term, you know, football, wrestling, um, you know, if you, I, I don't know what all sports you have or how big your school is, but have you seen different responses as, as a whole between, you know, the more, you know, ego-driven sports as opposed to like, you know, a volleyball or a swimming or a gym, you know, those type. Have, have you seen that? Like football players not being willing to be responsive or dumb? I haven't. Uh, I, it's pretty equal across the board for sports. You know, okay. like I said, you're going to have some kids who never respond. That's mm-hmm. just who they are. And they don't like to do stuff. You know, anything that, you know, rebellious kids that just, <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. Um, which is fine, whatever. Um, but uh, no, I haven't seen any differences between athletes and sports. Uh, One thing that I find, and maybe I don't know if this helps or not, but one thing that I always say to them when I introduce it to them at the beginning of the season, I say, this is really important to me. I want to know about you guys. I, this is important for, for me, for you guys to fill this out. It only takes a minute. Please take a second and help me out here and fill this out for me. And so sometimes I think that helps if you just tell the kids how important it is to you mm-hmm. that, you know, they'll go, Oh, Carrie really wants me to do this. If it's an eye roll thing or, or they'll, yeah. you know, or like I said, you'll have those um, overachievers who fill it out every single time immediately. Um, sure. But uh, no, I haven't seen any differences between sports, but that's an interesting point. Yeah. And thanks for reading our article on that's been that article that was really cool because that's really i've gotten a lot of um feedback from all over the country and it's been really cool to have athletic trainers from all over reach out and say hey can you send me your wellness survey and so that that was a blessing that we got to publish that article um that was with my what you're talking about was something that my athletic director he he's the one that um wrote that you know in collaboration with myself but that was his that was his talking, so I don't want to put words in his mouth. But um, I got you. But yeah, that article that that's been awesome to be able to hear from so many athletic trainers around, and I'm still getting that was like a year ago, wasn't it? When was that? I think that was uh, maybe was last fe- winter or February fifth. Yeah, so it's yeah. almost been a year, and I've I still occasionally get a uh, response from somebody. Maybe if they're just googling resources and come across it or something, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, reach out. I love hearing from you guys. It's fun to make contacts around the around the United States. Yes. All right. So on the surveys, we were talking about um, 
you said you can customize them and add things, or we've talked about, you know, making just first name or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also just now said, you know, it only takes, it's important to me. It only takes you, you know, three minutes to fill out. Do you, do you have any experience with like longer surveys or shorter surveys in what really is going to be best for the high school setting? Like, is it okay? No more than 10 questions or, you know, only two um, long answer questions and everything else, multiple choice. Like, how are you going to, do you have it? Uh, data or information or thoughts on what's best? Yeah, well, we all know what's the study that came out. You need to have things done in seven seconds, seven second videos. (laughs) But no, the youth of today, you have to do things in very short. So minimize it as much as you can because they're going to get bored if they have to go through too many questions. Um, But I don't have any studies on that. No, but I think we all know that we you do have to keep it brief to keep them to keep them doing it and keep them focused. You know, and you, as you do your first one, you know, and add your own questions, you know, I started with uh, one of my first surveys, one of the questions um, talked about more into how are you feeling today, fatigue, and, you know, stuff like that. I, I still throw soreness in there, but um, I was getting a lot of, and this is going to sound bad, a lot of whining. You know, when I had a little more of fatigue and soreness and where, you know, blah, blah, blah. And and after a while, I was like, okay, I don't I don't want to hear about that you're sore because, you know, you lifted hard yesterday in PE class. I don't care. You know, I don't care about that. Yes, you're going to be sore, whatever. So I ended up taking out like the fatigue question. And so you'll kind of as you, you know, get responses to your questions, you'll figure out which ones are are useful and which ones are not. And, you know, you kind of mold it, you know, I've changed the survey four or five times already just in the last year and a half. So um, you'll figure it out what your kids like and and the responses that the the information that you want to get and maybe that your coaches want to get. My coaches didn't want us to put stuff, you know, and you'll get this and probably people think this when I first presented it to the coaches, they said, well, the kids, they're going to figure it out and they're going to all say that they're super sore and super fatigued and super stressed. So then you'll tell us that we can't do something at practice. And I said, no, I'm never going to tell you what you can do at practice. This is just information. And if they figure it out, we'll figure it out. If every single day, every boy on the boys soccer team is telling me the say, you know, <laughs> we'll figure out that they've got it figured out and we'll tell them to knock it off. <laughs> you know, it, we're, we're, we're smarter than the kids. So um, <laughs> you will get some of that from your coaches because both uh, I've presented to two different schools here in our my school and then the other high school in our community and both coaches groups separately both have that same concern. So you will get that, but give us some credit. We can figure out kids too when they <laughs> when they start manipulating things. All right. That is, uh, I think that's all I want to get into now Todd do you have other questions Carrie do you have other specific thoughts concerns um, motivations not that I can think of at the moment all right so again I mentioned these before this is sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash monitoring mental health I'll have the links and Carrie mentioned like three other things that we're going to kind of add in there that she'll get to me Um, but if you have if you're doing something like this then we want to see it Right. So send us your example and then that way we can collaborate and allow people to kind of pick and choose. And again, what we're going to do is we're going to do our best to to have a ready to go packaged form that you can copy 
and make your own um, and see so that so that we can remove that barrier of having to create something new, but that you can just take that and use it in your situation. All right, so Carrie's already given me her form, so I've got that there available, and we're going to work on getting the spreadsheet. But if you already have something that's good that works, or especially if you have something in another platform, then that's what I really want to see because I want to make sure that everybody has an opportunity depending on their situation. So send me or fill out the sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash mental health survey form. Again, sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash mental health survey form. Fill that out with with a, what you're already using and a shareable copy for me to share with anybody that asks or anybody that clicks on the link. And then that way we can collectively as athletic trainers get better at doing this, especially in the time strap secondary setting, right? So check that out again. All the links are there. Carrie, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, what is going to be the best way? Uh, email. And uh, Carrie.wood, you'll put it up there. Yep. Right? At Redmond Schools. Um, I don't think that I can share a spreadsheet for someone to use because it's linked to the specific Google form that they set up. Does that make sense? But the direction form that I sent you will tell them how to, the, the spreadsheet already links automatically, but the, the direction sheet will tell them how to, different ways they can manipulate the spreadsheet to color code it, to the, uh, go to just a number format instead of a question, you know, all that. So does, am I No, I, I completely understand. And everything is linked. And if you copy and paste it, Google is usually pretty good about like auto fixing it, but not always. And so if you, you, if you have the instruction sheet and saying, look, here's this screenshot, here's the example, here's how to do this, then we're getting it. Cause every time you make a new Google form, it creates a new spreadsheet. So yeah. you're going to have to kind of re recopy and paste those conditional formatting and instructions and, you know, count if, or, you know, color this color, if whatever it is. But if we have that set of instructions, then that's really what I'm, I'm hoping to have is just, here's this yeah. copy this, here's this, insert this, now send it out. Yeah, and I'm telling you, if I could figure it out, you guys can figure it out because I am not tech savvy, but um, you can check out that YouTube video or use my instructions, which are just a written version, um, and and you can do it. <laughs> cool. All right, so you can email Carrie or, again, show notes here, sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash monitoring mental health. And we'll have those links there, links there, hopefully save her some emails. Um, and then if it's something that we need to kind of discuss, go over again, then we can schedule a time for me, Todd and Carrie to get back on here. Todd, someone who wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way? Uh, best way, I know we got email on here, Todd at sportsmedicine.com. Um, but also social media across the board, Todd Sports Med, that's I'm pretty active on there. So Yes, sir. And then obviously, if you're listening to the Sports Medicine Broadcast, you probably know how to get a hold of me. But on most social medias, I'm Mr. Jeremy Jackson. So MR Jeremy Jackson, or anywhere on the Sports Medicine Broadcast, you can find me. So sportsmedicinebroadcast.com. You can have a link to Carrie's article on the NFHS. I'll have that in the show notes. The partner for the Sports Medicine Broadcast this week is physicaltherapy.com, um, where we just gave away to Jessica, uh, uh, one free year subscription to physicaltherapy.com, which is really good because you can get all your CEUs knocked out for this year if you're missing any. And then for the next reporting period, you can get a head start as well. So check them out where physicaltherapy.com, 
Uh, you can use the code one free course that allows you to take one course for free, test out the platform, see if you like it. If you don't, then I guess you don't come back. But if you do, then you know it's $99 a year for as many CEUs as you need. Make sure you select the ones that are BOC approved. Again, sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash monitoring mental health. We'll have the links and uh, contact information and anything else that you need there. So for Jeremy Jackson, Carrie Wood, Todd Sable, and the Sports Medicine Broadcast, that is a wrap. Thanks.